Welcome back to Joker Men. This is side B of Nashville Skyline, Bob Dylan's 1969 country classic. Ninth album. Ninth album. Classic, released on Columbia Records. Album 9, 1969. Now we just need to figure out the numerical value of Columbia Records. Right. We, have, we have to just do some Kabbalah uh, magic and f- sort of get to the bottom of this. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaming out of the, the hidden signals and symbols. Yeah, the sacred uh, sacred numerology of Nashville Skyline. Why don't we jump on in to track one of Side B. One of the seminal songs in the Dylan catalog, I would say, uh, begins us here on Side B. Uh, lay, Lady Lay. Lay, Lady Lay. As fun as it is to say... As it is to listen to. To listen to. Yeah. What, um, what, what, uh, what would you, do you, do you have a mental image of the big brass bed? Oh boy, do I? Yes, I do. I, 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 I can't for the life of me picture a big I brass bed. I have it bed. right here. <laughs> Are you sitting on a big brass bed? No, I'm just thinking about it and it's so vivid that I, I might as well be sitting on it. Well. It's, uh, let me tell you about it. Um, so this bed is it. massive. It's about the size of two California king beds, but in one, in one size. That does and then, sound like a big, big bed. Uh, hold on, I'm not finished. You've got a quilt all over, all, all over right. the bed. With all right, maybe, I like where you're going. Maybe sort of a, a, a multi-textured quilt with a patchwork mm. of, of distressed... Uh, Velvet and and stripy parts and and silk and um, things like that and tassels. Mm. There's tassels everywhere. And then the bed the bed frame. This is where we get to the part that's actually brass. This is the, the brass part of the bed because the bedding is not made from brass. It's just the bed right. frame, and um, at least in my version, and mm-hmm. um, it's very, it's like a burnished uh, brass with a lot with a great patina. Um, you can really see the age and um, the wear in a sort of beautiful way where it, it reflects the light in a sort of golden um, hue that, that shines off of the bed with um, a, a sexual charisma and um, a seductive quality. And the bed is you know, practically a mile long. And that's, that's how I imagine it. That's the big breast bed. All right, you know, I I think I'm 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 with you there. I've got I've got that image in my mind now. I, it's for... not a mile long. I'm sorry. It's like it's. I said before, contradicting myself. It's the size of like a uh, two big, California kings. Really, two California, but really big. You might you, you might could, as, you could uh, might as well be a mile long. Yeah, it the way that it feels versus the way that it is. That's what I'm talking about. And um, sure. we are back. Uh, talking about themes of Bob Dylan being horny. Absolutely. Um, Even though the last song was also sort of an exploration of that, um, but more of an implied way in a sort of more oblique way with Peggy Knight and Peggy Day and that, and that balance. Now with lay lady lay, we are dropping the pretense and we're dropping Bob Dylan's pants, and uh, <laughs> we're getting in bed with him. 
or or laying across his big brass bed. Exactly. Yeah, lest, lest you thought that this was sort of a concept album, or, or might have been a concept album, you know, we have the first side, this is the horny side, and then we have the second side, this is the, this is the non-horny side. Um, no, you're, you're disabused of that notion immediately with Shot this down. first song. Yeah, yeah exactly, right, right on, right, you know, 10 seconds into the second side. Nope, this is also yeah. the horny side. It's, it's Smacking those, those glasses right off your face, Poindexter, this is about getting top <laughs> this is about yeah this is this is about this is about busting <laughs> yeah anyways it was almost this song was almost in a film about busting this this was almost going to be featured in the film midnight cowboy which no. uh famously features um harry nilsson's song his cover of uh everybody's talking which is right. uh, clearly the right choice uh, given if you were in my opinion of those two for that movie that that's a great song uh, everybody's talking but lay lady lay you know while it might have been a little on the nose i see why it was considered yeah i don't uh, i don't know that this song would have would have fit in Midnight Cowboy quite as well, right? Because he's asking, uh, he's asking the lady to lay, and, and to my knowledge, Midnight Cowboy is sort of a, a, a you know, a a, a homosexual. It's not. No, it's, it's not a gay movie. <laughs> no, oh, he's... I, I might be completely confusing it with uh, with George Lucas's <laughs> Star Wars again. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, Midnight Cowboy stars John Voight, um, who I think would be pissed if. If people thought that he was in a gay movie, um, uh, that is that is a good ju- point. Judging by his public uh, persona as a conservative man, but I'm getting off track here. So, Midnight Cowboy. It's based on a novel of the same name um, from 1965, and it's about uh, John Voight's character who uh, comes from a small town um, and uh, is sort of a country bumpkin with good looks and he winds up in the big city to make it as a stud and um he ends up befriending dustin hoffman his character um who's a sort of shifty small-time pimp and it's about their adventures and sex is had sure lay lady lay lady lay lay lady lay it's a pretty obvious i think what what we're talking about here we're talking about a bed and a woman yeah <laughs> that that classic uh circumstance in which we've all found ourselves at one point or another not to divulge too much information sure. tmi but um it's relatable to uh me absolutely great imagery great lyrics in here whatever colors you have in your mind I'll show them to you and you'll see them shine. That 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 line has really stuck with me. Yeah, that's a classic line. And uh another part where he talks about um he asks the lady, he 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 wonders why wait uh for the for your world to begin when your your love is is right here. I I don't I'm paraphrasing. Which I Yeah, uh, why wait any longer for the world to begin? You can have your cake and eat it too sort of the same kind of conundrum or situation that he's addressing, and I threw it all away. 
Well, but before, before the love has been thrown away. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to have a more optimistic point of view, perhaps that same character has found new love on, on the second side of the record. No, I, interesting. That's, that's, a, that's a novel interpretation. I, I never thought about it that way. Uh, and a, a continuation of, of the story. Everyone knows that the Bob Dylan songs are all one story and they uh, they're right. in chronological order. Right. Where, yeah, it's um, the Bob Dylan extended universe. The B E E U. The B E B B D E U. The B D E U, yeah. Different teams where he's he appears, you know, he'll he'll have his solo stuff and then and then, you know, he's he's with Johnny Cash sometimes and they or the or later down the line the traveling Wilburys um, and yeah. this is there is an extended Bob Bob verse but uh, right I'm not going to make any claims about about that right now I mean it's uh, but it's fun to have your sort of head canon of Bob Land sure Bob Landia yeah I mean this is this is one of the enduring tracks from this record I I think and and there's not a whole lot else to to say but but again it's it's another very sweet and syrupy um and and profound kind of love song that's that's straightforward and shot from the hip so to speak definitely i think the song that he's played the most off of this record uh, as far as i can tell from some of the the play counts on bobdylan.com that essential research yeah 407 plays for this one Although no, I guess "Girl from North Country," five sixty nine. Although that that, that, that one comes doesn't from, exactly right. That get, comes from yeah another it's got record as well. Fudged numbers. It's got boosted numbers from being a, right. an oldie. But uh, I I agree. There's not much more to say about "Lay Lady Lay" other than uh, the fun fact that apparently uh, one Chris Christopherson was uh, tasked with ha- handing or holding. The bongos and the cowbell, uh, not playing them. Just the, he was just told to hey, hold these because he was working at that studio at the time as a janitor. As a janitor. Yeah, I guess his job was to just sort of empty the ashtrays and clean up and do bits and bobs of work. And uh, the sort of uh, fun um, clip clopping percussion that goes throughout this one is a. Uh, Partly, his is work. Not really. Interesting. Yeah, just a fun All right. thing. Well, it's a fun thing. Uh, some great slide guitar on this song, also. Mm-hmm. So, if you were aroused by the song "Lay Lady Lay," um, and and you were hoping so for some more of that sweet, sweet action and some details, like "Come on, man, give us the details." Um, yeah. The next song is going to be a little bit of a boner killer for you because it's not not as randy and ready to go. And and maybe you're starting to uh, see the cracks in the foundation of of your love life. Sure. Yeah. Here, uh, you know, he, he, we're 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 tick tocking back and forth between happy horny Bob and sad and lonesome Bob. Um, one more night. That's all he's looking for. He just wants one more night. 
But on this particular night, he's as lonesome as can be because no light will shine on him or me in the parlance of the song. Um, really, really kind of underlining that horny theme that runs throughout this record. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, he's sad and lonesome, but why is that? It's because he's not getting some. So that's sort of something interesting to think about. Bob, is, not having sex. Yeah, that's sort of just a striking image. Is Bob not going down and getting gone down on? Right, yeah, we're, we're out of the big brass bed. We're as far away as we can be at this point. And uh, the next song, I'm sorry to say, it doesn't offer much relief in terms of the... Uh, relational strife because you've got tell me that it isn't true uh, and it's about wanting to be reassured about the uh, infidelity in question but it seems like he uh, he already knows the answer perhaps yeah yeah he's 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 concerned that his partner is too horny for him and has gone out on her own to to satisfy the urges that she's feeling with some other man. Too horny in general. Too horny, uh, and and the horniness, it it split it spills out into the streets, and into another onto another man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, th- this is one of the other, I think, uh, standout tracks from this record uh, to me, at least. He he's got kind of a. a like a 50-50 shot on this album of the song being you know, kind of just a tossed-off little trifle uh, that sets the mood and sounds nice, and he's got that voice going, so it's it's always good vibes, but might not have too much to it. Uh, but those songs that are you know are, are definitely balanced by some of these other heavier songs that that stick with you throughout throughout your life, and this is this is one of those songs. Even though I I can't say that I relate necessarily to the experience that Bob or the character that Bob is speaking from. Uh, you know, we're not, we're not quite sure. Um, you know, we, we can't really relate to his experience here. I can't at least. It does stick with you still. Yeah. Uh, definitely can't relate to um, being cocked in any way, shape or form. Right. But um, Bob is using his imagination um, to sort of paint a picture of what that might be like for um, a man, uh, and that's brave to, um, right. yeah, to put yourself in that in that psychic that that dark space, um, sure. which which um, men like Bob and and people and men like us and and people cool cool guys uh, who like Bob and who listen to Bob uh, don't ever. Don't ever find themselves in these sort of circumstances due to their their coolness. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. What else do you have to say about this song? Uh, I just I, I dig the vibe uh, once again. Um, he he he's got some of his his very best crooning on this one. Uh, that that line, darling, I'm counting on you to tell me that it isn't true. I'm not I'm not going to to attempt to sing it myself because that would be doing an injustice to to everything that Bob's done here, but uh, there you go. Yeah, that's 
it's an earworm. Uh, It's one of those, uh, yeah, that that little passage actually will just pop into my head sometimes. Um, Yeah. uh, It's a beautiful song. And uh, like I threw it all away, I think this is one that really sells the Dylan as country singer uh, conceit uh, pretty full on. And he just comes out sounding like he's been doing this forever. Right. Yeah, this is this is the I guess this is this is kind of the last uh down downer song on this record which obviously that that's kind of one of the standard archetypes in in the country music canon. So he's got yeah. to set up what comes after the last couple songs on this album by, you know, once again being being sad and and lonesome and um, you know, not not uh not getting everything that he needs to get from the latest. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, and actually, that that's one of my favorite types of country songs in general, is um, maybe it's a lost art form, um, that the uh, the song about being a, a pathetic, cuckolded loser, um, where uh, you're spilling your guts out on the floor and mm-hmm. you don't even care who sees it, uh, because the the object of your desire is 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 the only thing you care about that's that's not a song style that seems to be in vogue yeah i think you've uh, you got a good point there you know not um not to put too fun a point on it but folks these days aren't aren't quite as interested in talking about how how much they just are pieces of shit who suck and Bob is is being honest here. Yeah, he's not really disparaging himself so much, but he's laying it all out there for the world. Well, he's to willing, see. he's willing to paint himself in a a negative light. Not that he's a he's a character of ill repute necessarily, but no. he's just, he's a guy who who isn't able to uh, you know, like I said, he's not able to, to perform to, as a man to meet meet the horniness expectations of this woman who's out there with another yes country pie quite a quite a little ditty this is an interesting one to tuck away as the ninth song on the record which as we know nine is is kind of a a key number maybe the most important number to this this album so there's maybe some significance to the song that appears in the nine slot but country pie to my eye, at least, is uh, well, continuing is, that is an, that mathematics theme. You right. could, um, you know, pi the the great the great number pi. Oh, I see. I see what you're doing here. So, yeah, so pi is in pi instead yeah. of pie. 1969, the ninth album by Bob Dylan, right. Country Pie. It's almost like he's screaming at us. Listen, listen, pay attention to the numbers. You know. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's another jaunty little ditty to bring us close to the end of the record. Um, Grace, my my girlfriend, uh, maintains that that this song is is about him uh, going down on a woman, uh, and that the the country the titular country pie is in fact the vagina, which I th- I think is an interesting interpretation. I I can see that interpretation actually. I can see it uh, so clearly. Now that you mention it, because the way that he talks about it, it's like um, you could just uh, replace the words country pie with um, wanting to go.
go down on a woman. You could. Or something like that. Um, sure. A rim job. You could. Uh, there's so many ways that you could interpret this song, and that's sort of one of the, the great things about it. You could put in any, any sex act. Absolutely. And, and it definitely would fit into the, you know, the, the central theme that we've kind of identified so far in this understanding or this meaning of it. You know, I think the, the various different flavors that he's naming off, uh, mm-hmm. which he does, he does just devolve into naming flavors of pie on, the, on this song. <laughs> uh, you I, mean I, evolve. I, I, I don't think you meant to say devolve. You're right. You're right. Excuse me. I definitely misspoke. Evolve into just listing off several of his favorite uh, flavors of pie. Um, which, were this a song about Cunnilingus, could just be different you know, different types of women that he has performed that act upon. Yeah, I, could, I can see that. Right. I'm reminded of a certain uh, lyric by Kanye West from the album Yeezus that um, hmm. I think uh, is similar when he talks about um, eating pussy and needing sweet and sour sauce because it's an Asian woman. Uh, and right, this song right. um, is is more pie focused. So yeah, definitely. No, so there's no condiments, no no condiments being uh, talked about. It's just sort of the filling, the filling of the pie. Yeah, he does have he does have a couple other. Um, uh, well, I guess I guess not couple other meals, but he does he does re- uh, make reference to the big white goose, which is an an interesting kind of uh, image if we're mm. if we're evaluating the song is well, he, he also talks about little jack horner um from the the song the nursery rhyme right um and it's not lost on me that horner uh ah. it sounds like um horny. horny and this is sort of some of that double meaning that we could we could see this. this really is emerging as almost like a like a, a Da Vinci Code-esque uh, puzzle that requires hours and hours of, of deep, uh, insightful unpacking to unlock all the mysteries and messages hidden beneath. Yeah, the weaker Bob Dylan uh, fan might just look at this album as a little detour on a great highway of of literary songwriting excellence, but the the smart man or woman um, or non-binary Bob Dylan fan, <laughs> the, will, cha- the Chad, will look at this album uh, for what it is, which is a intricate uh, puzzle box of uh, having sex. Yes, yeah, I've, I've found myself wondering these days, you know, listening to or, or thinking. Uh, more seriously about Bob Dylan once again, but in the context of this uh, whatever sort of world we live in these days, if if he um, ever found himself in any sort of like Epstein, uh, you know, sex cult situation sort of thing, the same way that uh, other great New York Jews, such as Woody Allen. Friend of Jeffrey Epstein, yeah. Friend of, allegedly. Um Bob doesn't strike me as that type of guy, but then, you know, you, you see a record like this, and it's un, it's undoubted that he is, in fact, just deeply horny at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, but I I want to be very clear here that we're not alleging anything unkosher about the amorous inclinations of 
of Bob Dylan. No, certainly not. On the contrary, um, in Judaism, it's actually um, encouraged um, traditionally to um, make love often with your partner and to uh, have a happy uh, marriage. And at this point, uh, Bob Dylan was in a relationship. Yeah, was this when he was with, uh, what was her name, Sarah, right? Yes, Bob Dylan secretly married uh, Sarah Lowndes in 1965, and they had four children. Um, and uh, so during this time, um, Bob Dylan was raising some little kids and um, happily uh, making love with his wife, uh, it, it would seem. It, one, one, one could assume, based on some of the, the, the themes and, and uh, lyrics from this record. Yes. Those themes are only compounded with the final track called Tonight I'll Be Staying Here With You. And if it had a parenthesis, if it had a parenthetical title, it might be To Have Sex. To Have Yes. Have, tonight I'll be staying here with you because I am horny. So this is the final song. And uh, I don't think it really throws anything uh, new out there at you it's just another happy domestic scene it is it is um and and yeah i mean we're, we're not necessarily breaking new uh, emotional or spiritual ground here um but there is there is this is an this is another one of the the really standout tracks to me um there's just a real nice kind of send off a celebratory vibe to this song i think yeah um uh, and and some of that might I think have to do at least personally I, I'm I connect with this song um, uh, because the, the central role that the train and the train station uh, uh, play here right he's 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 got a ticket on a train and he's about mm-hmm. to hop on it and and be on his way down the line wherever uh, but but now he's he's decided here that he's going to throw his ticket out the window, throw his suitcase out there too. Mm-hmm. If there's a poor boy on the street, let him have my seat, his seat on the train. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, sort of end of the movie moment where he's about to get on the train and head back to some dreary fate and then at the last moment just decides, forget that, I'm happy here and, and, and he runs to his sweetheart. Possibly a comment on his place in where he's at in his career that he's not interested right now in, in being this Bob Dylan for other people that he's mm-hmm. ju- he's not trying to follow the the path that maybe the music fandom at large wants him to go down he's happy here in Nashville at this point and he's making songs that feel in some way probably cathartic in their directness yeah and it's um, possible to read that suitcase and as as sort of a metaphor for this burden of obligation or of of expectation on him and saying fuck it and throwing it out and uh just living here and now with with his loved one Yeah. yeah he's 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 okay living this small stakes kind of life. He's okay not being the Jesus Christ figure that he's been up until this point in his musical career. He's he's just going to be staying here tonight with you. He's happy. He's he's reached a, a state of equilibrium. He doesn't need to prove anything to anyone else. 
Uh, this really, the, the song does have kind of like a, like a that's all folks vibe to it here at the end of the record, right? You mm-hmm. can you can imagine this is at the end of the movie, and uh, and the 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 camera kind of uh, zooms in on a on a train fading off in the distance as the sun sets, and Bob and and his wife are, are there at the station walking away with the uh, with the west in 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 view behind them. Um, to live, to live their their own little lives off the grid, off, and, uh, off the train tracks. And tonight, uh, you know, just enjoying uh, each other's bodies. <laughs> um, sorry, that was gross. <laughs> I'm sorry for introducing the uh, the horniness theme. Well, once it started, it's hard to stop. Right, it's Pandora's it's, box. Yeah, <laughs> Pandora's country pie and um (laughs) with that i think that's that's it that and we've only been with this record under 30 minutes only 27 minutes and 14 seconds there you go so it's boom boom and that's finished but you go through a whole journey no sure yeah i think i think there's a there's a very vivid emotional arc uh you, you know you've got some ups and downs you've got some happy bob you've got some sad bob you've got our your nashville skyline rag you've got the johnny cash cameo appearance uh, you've got some of the classics lay lady lay and i threw it all away it's it's just a very satisfying listen to me um especially i think in the context of some of what he starts to do a little later you know a decade on down the line or so where some of the records do become more challenging, I think, or, or less um, less easily enjoyed, I think, as you just throw it on, you let it go, when you're in, you're in you know a good vibe kind of uh, situation. Um, you know, this is just uh, the simplest, sweetest, briefest kind of um, kind of album that he's going to put out, or he has put out, and it never fails to never fails to brighten my day anytime anytime I need to put a smile on my face, you know. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I I did just that the other day. Um, I put this record on. My girlfriend and I just uh, were hanging out, and it was on. And it, it's like the perfect album to have a girlfriend to. Yes, this is <laughs> this is undoubtedly girlfriend having music. Yeah, um, serious girlfriend Bob um, is is really another way we could talk about this. You know, is if aside from being horny. When are you horny? You know, uh, then you know, follow that thread. And one of the times in a in a person's life when they uh, are having um, those feelings is when they have GF. And um, on on a slightly darker or more complicated note, um, regarding what you said about further on down the line, records becoming um, Bob's records becoming a little bit more challenging. Um, there's an interesting quote that I saw um, regarding this record um, that comes from an interview in 1978, and it gives, a, I think, a, an, an interesting wrinkle to the story of Nashville Skyline, and here it is. Yeah. He said, uh, I was trying to grasp something that would lead me to where I thought I should be, and it didn't go nowhere. It just went down, down, down. I couldn't be anybody but myself, and at that point, I didn't know it or want to know it. Which uh, makes me think about a kind of crisis of identity that is going to become very prominent, I think, in the next couple records, and especially 
in the next one. Um, because while this record has a very charming and likable low stakes kind of quality to it, it's also perhaps the sound of a man unsure of where he goes next. It's like a, a waypoint where he's resting on his journey. And uh, the next record, which is called Self-Portrait, is to many people a clear indication of Bob Dylan doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Uh, I think Nashville Skyline is, 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 the, is definitely the bookend on like the critically acclaimed initial phase of Dylan's career. And, and once we move on from here, uh, conveniently enough, we're into the 70s. That's when the recorded output becomes more interesting and more fascinating and more worthy of discussion because it doesn't it doesn't have that that same universally um, acclaimed consensus to it that everything up until this point has had. Nashville Skyline, even though it is definitely a departure from what has been recorded before, was um, well received critically and, and really really successful. Also, uh, there were several uh, well high charting singles off the record. But yeah, once we get to self-portrait, which which we'll be getting to next time, things begin to things begin to become a little more challenging with Bob. Challenging in ways that are unique to to Bob Dylan and and his career. Absolutely, those of us who enjoy things like self-portrait and can find redeeming qualities, those those are the ones who this is this podcast is for. Really, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well. Until next time, this has been Jokerman. Jokerman. What else do you want? <laughs>